honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our local foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. Today, we are setting the table with a Knoxville, Tennessee staple, JFG Coffee. We've got a couple of different guests to help share JFG Coffee memories. Bill Houston of Newmarket, Tennessee, and Tina Utzman of Knoxville, whose father was president of the company during the 1982 Knoxville World's Fair. And Mary D.D. Constantine shares with us a delicious coffee and brown sugar steak rub recipe. If you're listening by radio, I've got a real good Bill Monroe gospel number picked out for us. Thank you so much for your good company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. I really appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get started. The company that we know as JFG Coffee today was started in Morristown, Tennessee in 1882 by James Franklin Goodson's great-great-grandfather. After his great-great-grandfather's death, his son, Bud Goodson, took over the company and named the coffee J.F. Goodson Special Coffee, eventually going by the name of J.F.G. Coffee, and under his watch, he moved the company to downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. This was the dominant leader of the coffee industry for decades in the East Tennessee region, and J.F.G. was a successful marketer of ground coffee, tea, mayonnaise, and peanut butter. In 1964, Bud Goodson's son named Floyd, who was president of JFG Coffee, died in a plane crash, and Bud Goodson was so devastated that he sold the company in 1965. That's when it was acquired by Riley Foods, which still owns the brand today. And during this time, James Franklin Goodson had been learning the business, having started working for JFG Coffee at the age of 13 in the shipping department by loading trucks. And in 1979, James Franklin Goodson used his experience with five other people and started Goodson Brothers Coffee. And today they roast a variety of coffees by contract and are still a very successful Knoxville company today. So there's some history of Knoxville's own JFG Coffee. Bill Houston is from Newmarket, Tennessee, and many of you know Bill because he taught art at Carson Newman College, they now call that Carson Newman University, for 40 years. He is also an incredibly talented landscape painter, artist, 
sculptor, and woodworker. And Bill is one of the most generous and kind people on this earth. Bill is the owner and operator of Houston's Mineral Well in Newmarket, Tennessee. And uh, Bill's granddaddy dug this well in 1931 after he had an epiphany dream and was miraculously healed from a severe kidney ailment by this water. His granddad established this place and opened it to the public, and it is still open and run today on the honor system by Bill Houston. And the way that the story you're about to hear relates to JFG Coffee is this. One of Bill's late neighbors in Newmarket, Tennessee, named Nettie Ivy, came up with the JFG Coffee tagline, The Best Part of the Meal. You can see these words today painted proudly on the side of the JFG Coffee building that you can see in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, and on the JFG Coffee sign that sits on the riverbank looking over the river and the city of Knoxville. So let's hear Bill tell this story. Well, Bill Houston, here we are in Newmarket, Tennessee, and I remember a long, 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 long time ago when we talked together at Carson Newman, you told me a story about a lady here from Newmarket, Tennessee that had something really big to do with JFG Coffee. Now, can you tell that story and her name? Her name was Nettie Ivy, and she lived down the street and around the corner from my grandfather. My grandfather ran the store here. And I think it was in the late 1920s or early 1930s that JFG Coffee had a contest. Now this is completely just anecdotal stories and and things that were told to me growing up. But JFG had a contest in which they wanted to have a slogan. And so there was an enormous prize of $50 that if you wrote this slogan and they picked it out, you were going to win this prize. And she came up with the, the, the slogan, it's the best part of the meal, which was their slogan, which was printed on their coffee cans and was on one of their big signs for a while. And uh, so she, they picked this, thought that was just tremendous and all that. And according to the story, my f- grandfather met with a representative from the JFG company. And, and that what happened was since he ran the store, he, you know, they were informed about this contest. You had an entry blank and in 25 words or less or in 10 words or less, you uh, come up with this little uh, phrase. And they had picked her and her address was here and they came to try to find her. And my grandfather went down to the house with her and with the guy from JFG and they presented her a $50 bill and she just went completely bonkers. And she was like, you know, like couldn't believe it and was just like hands in the air and and was laughing and hopping up and down. And uh, they just thought that this was the greatest thing. And um, her husband was a good friend of my grandfather, uh, Herman Ivy. He was a rather prominent uh, Newmarket uh, resident who was the slowest driver that I've ever been. He was notorious for how slowly he would drive. And I think that his car never got above idle. 
and he would just drive up the highway and around town. And if you got behind him, you just basically had to not think of getting there on time because he would just creep. I don't think he, I had ever, I've ever been behind him. He got over 10 miles an hour. And, uh, but he had this, drove this gigantic Chrysler. And, uh, but uh, Nettie Ivy um, lived quite a long time and I remember her very, very distinctly. And she was the one that came up with their slogan, according to rumor. But uh, my uh, family enjoyed telling the story about her. That's a and, wonderful story. Right. Their house is still uh, around the corner. Great big, huge um, two-story that I think is owned by the Baptist Church now and is used as their uh, uh, youth center now. Oh. What did she physically look like? She was very small, very kind of wiry, uh, small lady with a mouthful of teeth and uh, smiled a lot. And uh, uh when she would talk, she was very, very energetic, and she was always kind of uh, almost nervous. Uh, had a lot of energy when she would talk, and all of that. She had uh, uh, kind of a really good sense of humor, too, as I recall. Yeah, you know? and uh, liked me as a kid, and didn't try to you know run me out of her yard or anything. But uh, she was she was a good lady. That's fantastic. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And that was Bill Houston on Nettie Ivy, who was from Newmarket, Tennessee. She came up with the tagline for JFT Coffee, the best part of the meal. And now, let's hear about that coffee rub recipe from Mary Constantine. When I hear somebody talk about coffee, my ears perk up. That's because coffee is simply the lifeblood for this old gal. My pot is programmed to start brewing before I wake up. In fact, it's the aroma that wakes me up. And it's the first thing that I aim for when my feet hit the floor. But I'm not a frou-frou coffee drinker, other than it must contain caffeine. I don't need a cappuccino, I don't need a frappuccino, flat white, soy milk, shot of caramel, or non-GO Hawaiian papaya sweetener. Nope, just give me a big old cup of black coffee and I'm a happy girl. Well, I'm happy once I finish my first cup anyway. But there's a lot more things to do with coffee than just drink it. I mean, did you know that coffee grounds, used or fresh, can be sprinkled around your plants to repel snails and other bugs. That sprinkling damp coffee grounds onto your fireplace ashes just before sweeping them away helps to avoid that dusty cloud that gets all over your furniture. And that mixing a little bit of oil and coffee grounds together can be used to cover scratches on wooden floors and furniture. Yep. There's a lot of things you can do with coffee other than drink it. But my favorite way is to use it on steak. 
About 10 years ago, Amy Hibben shared her recipe for coffee rub with me, and I still use it to this day. It's simply one-fourth to one-half cup of whole coffee beans, a half of a cup of brown sugar, and one tablespoon of kosher salt. And don't use sea salt. That won't do. You coarsely grind the coffee beans, and then you mix it with the brown sugar and the salt. Get your steaks out. Coat both sides of the steaks with the coffee rub. Put them back in the refrigerator for 20 minutes or up to two hours and let them marinate. It not only imparts this rich coffee flavor, but it also tenderizes the meat. Now, go get your grill ready, but remove the steaks from the refrigerator and let them come to room temperature while the grill is getting hot. Shake any excess coffee grounds from the steak and place it on the grill. Now cook it to the internal temperature that you like the best, but I wouldn't advise you to walk away from it. You need to turn it every once in a while because the brown sugar in that mix can burn if you're not careful. But it is fabulous. So cheers to a great cup of joe and cheers to a great steak with joe. This is Mary Constantine for the Tennessee Farm Table. And now let's join Tina Utzman. Tina is a talented photographer in Knoxville, and her father, Coffee Jack, was at one time president of JFG Coffee during the heyday of the 1982 Knoxville World's Fair. Tina runs a nonprofit where she teaches kids how to take photographs of animals that need to be adopted. And let's join Tina and hear some of her memories of JFG Coffee and her daddy, Coffee Jack. sitting here today talking with Tina Utzman. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. It's good to see you too. Now your daddy, I knew this because I've known you, was the president of JG Coffee? Yeah, he didn't start out that way. He started out doing their books. Really? And daddy's a certified CPA and he used to have an office down on Union Avenue in the Daylight Building. Oh wow! And back in the day, uh, daddy always late shopped for Christmas, he would have me come down like two days before Christmas and have me file up <laughs> on the third floor in his office and I think I got 10 cents a file. Maybe it was three to five dollars and then I'd go blow that down on Gay Street, you know, at all the stores that used to be down on Gay Street and the promenade and mm -hmm. back then, but Daddy uh, started out as a CPA, and that was his office there. And then he did the books for JFG, and eventually I hired him to be the program. A programmer runs the whole place. Wow. And then he did that, I don't know how long, for a couple of years. And then they brought him, I think when J.F. Goodson retired, um, and things changed, and Mr. Riley took over, and they hired him on as president. And he was president in the peak during the World's Fair because it was the World's Fair coffee. Whoa. That's a big, big mm -hmm. deal. Wow. Oh, well, we were proud because uh, we all have coffee mugs that say World's Fair Coffee JFG. That's so And, neat. you know, we were so proud because Daddy was down there all the time. Yeah. He could take important people over, you know, like from Lenore City and people coming over from Greenback and stuff like that. He'd take them to the World's Fair. Oh, my goodness. But if Mr. Riley came down, I mean, everybody, 
Mm-hmm. Daddy was the person that would travel. Seven State Coffee. Daddy, the programmer in the beginning, he sort of ran the plant. And then as he became more, he actually had people under him. And then he was free to go visit with the seven states. Whoever sold the coffee in South Carolina, whoever sold it in North Carolina and Georgia and all those places and uh, Kentucky and Ten- you know, he would go visit them and find mm-hmm. out what was going on and check the stores. He'd walk in the store and make sure all those displays were good. He was very choosy about where he selected to go eat his lunch. He is a meat and three kind of guy, and he liked to go. Daddy liked to go where they served JFG coffee. And if they'd bring something out, he'd go, what kind of coffee is this? And if the girl didn't say JFG, he'd go, well, you know, I kind of like that JFG coffee. And they go, you know, he'd always push it. But if it was JFG coffee, he tipped her good. You know, and a lot of times back in the day, a lot of the people served it because that daddy's people would go out and and push it around Knoxville. And mm-hmm. it was a family company and mm-hmm. I mean daddy would get mad daddy got mad at me one time because they made peanut butter tea mayonnaise and coffee and I bought a jar <laughs> jiffy peanut butter one time daddy was over at my house and saw it in my cabin <gasps> he didn't talk to me for two months he oh, said no. if my own daughter's gonna buy that <laughs> jiffy stuff when we've got the good stuff on the shelf, he goes, oh, and guess what I got for Christmas for the next 15 years? A jar of JFG peanut butter. <laughs> plain, not peanut, plain, crunch. You know, and I thought, this is all I'm getting? And it was that big damn jar, too. He was never going to let his daughter buy another Jiffy peanut butter again. But, man, I could not believe he took it so personal. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have the product on our shelf and walk and talk it, it... You know, it wasn't right. And, of course, Daddy, you know, smelled like coffee. He smelled like coffee. I bet. What is your Daddy's name? It's Andrew Jackson Utzman, but, you know, everyone knew him as Jack. Jack. Just, I called him Daddy Jack, but everyone around town, and a lot of people called him Coffee Jack. Really? Yeah. Oh, when Daddy started playing tennis, all the seniors, they had two, two or three Jacks. Daddy was Coffee Jack. That's wonderful. I know. Love the uh, but, you know, <laughs> a little skinny old man with a flat top and a cigar in his mouth smelling like coffee. Why not? You know, it was that was Coffee Jack. <laughs> but he'd, go in, he'd walk into a meet and three and, you know, I'm telling you, I, I was in all the little dive joints around town. And there used to be a lot of them. You, you, there's only a couple of meet and threes now. Mm-hmm. But Daddy knew where they were. And he would, there'd be a group of guys from JFG that he'd take with him and, Sometimes he'd call me up and go, girl, you want to meet us? And there was, oh, I'm telling you, and, oh, I was so proud to go eat lunch with my dad. I got a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody I was getting a free meal. But daddy uh, would go, you know, and to sit with all these important, they were all wearing shirts and looked like, you know, ties. And there'd be daddy sitting with, dad, at one point daddy chewed cigars but when he found out it was bad for you, he quit that. But he could talk with that cigar in his mouth. He'd be going, yeah, and that cigar would just be flying. But Daddy, that's so funny, you know. That cigar only came out when he was eating or drinking a beer. And well, did he um, wear a suit? No. 
most of the guys at JFG, you knew who they were at JFG. The corporate guys would wear shirts and ties, and and but <laughs> my dad uh, walked around the plant in overalls. He would go on. That one time I said, where's dad? And they go down the plant. I went down there and I was walking around looking for him and I couldn't find him. And there's this old man over there in the corner in a pair of overalls. And I, and I walked around and said, you know where? And it was daddy. And I said, God, daddy. And he goes, well, he goes, the, you know, I don't want them to think I'm any better than them. You know, but my dad didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't, he, now he did have a couple of pens in his pocket, you know, but <laughs> a couple of cigars in there too, but. He mm-hmm. he would he never dressed up. Only time he ever wore a suit was a funeral. Mm-hmm. I see. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And that was Tina Utzman of Knoxville sharing stories about her father, Jack Utzman, and JFG Coffee. And links to all of my guests, like Bill Houston and Tina Utzman, and their art and photography are always on my website. TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says listen to the show. This is Johnny with Crooked Road Farm, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here at 9 o'clock at WDVX.com or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com. and check out our podcast. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.